Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the special Bling on the Street. Bling talks about Wall Street in this one. Oh, I do. I talk about trading in the third segment. If you don't have the patience for it, go to the third segment. If you want to learn about trading, if you want to hear about trading, if you want to get amped on trading, go to the third segment. If you'd like to be entertained, if you want to be proud of your life, your accomplishments, just knowing that someone else out in Salt Lake City is floundering around and doesn't get it, then listen to this first two segments. You guys are the coolest. Good luck. Take care. All right. All right. What's all this? What's all this then? Oh, hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this first segment of the Bling Vera podcast. We are in the process of selling our our, tele, our iPhone 11 Pro Max locally. I'm selling it for freaking rock bottom prices, dude. Everything must go. It's Bling's Electronics Emporium. Cut rate prices. Everything must go right now. We got milk. We got it last night. Oh, I didn't even listen to last night's episode. <laughs> what the babe? I'll listen to it right now. Uh, somebody's coming by to pick up my phone, okay? Let me give them this case, too, while I'm at it. But I had a really good day trading today, and then I messed it up. And I, then I really messed it up. Um, I'm definitely doing it on purpose. I'm pretty sure at this point. Uh, I'm making sure... Did I tell you guys my phone is on? My phone is back on? I got service again. My phone's back on. Hey, hey everybody! Yeah, welcome to freaking normal life, Bling. Oh, you have your phone on like everybody else? Good for you. Oh, that's cool. You just got caught up with everybody. Damn, babe. But uh, I'm gonna go sell this thing. And then uh, I'm trying to do whatever. But man, I had a great day trading today and then I freaking blew it. And I'm so mad about it but I'm okay with it because it was kind of like an epiphany. It's kind of like, yeah, you're doing it on purpose, dude. You're trying to lose on purpose at this point. It's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. So stop. All right, shit. <laughs> I guess I'll stop then. All right, let's go slip into something a little bit more comfortable. Uh, some more socks. <clears throat> I have all my laundry like categorized now. I'm just waiting for uh, some money, but I'm about to get some cash now from this phone for one. And then from, from there, man, the sky is the limit, man. Do I have freaking socks? Nah, no, no, I'm not. Nah. There's gotta be some over here. Yeah, see, I got socks right here. The sky is the limit after this. Um, I just needed, I just need to get my phone freaking turned back on. And now it's like, oh, sell, I'm selling phones. I'm gonna be selling computers, babe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign up for LinkedIn, babe. I'm gonna sign up for LinkedIn, babe. Is that cool? Okay, let me get some freaking pants on. And let me put these, these are definitely dirty. These are, these need to go in the dirty clothes. That shirt's dirty. These pants are freaking dirty hella hella dirty 
get this tape gun off the ground. I need to go take some freaking headshots, babe. I need to, what a day though. I'm accomplishing a lot. And I was late on my storage payment even, believe it or not. I got in contact with her. I got my phone back on, like the storage thing's good now. She's like, thanks for letting me know. She's like texting me and stuff. Yeah, you got it, babe. I'm in a good mood now. I'm freaking tired and I'm worn out. But I'm in a good freaking mood now. I don't know. On eBay, that phone probably would have sold for at least like three fifty. But we have some. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have sold for three fifty, and then you never get paid for it. It could sell for a million dollars on eBay. It doesn't make a difference. You're not going to get that money. You're not going to receive any money. All right, man. We're off to meet the new phone owner. It's true though, you could sell it for a million dollars on eBay and it won't make a difference because they won't pay you any money. They won't. They're not gonna, dude. Let me tell you a little something about eBay, the unsafe marketplace. If you're still buying or selling anything on eBay, you need to stop right now. Your information's not safe. Your data's not safe on, on eBay, it's just not. They have people in charge of security who, who are pleading guilty, who, who have pled guilty to like cyber stalking. Do you want your information, <laughs> do you want your information on a website where the people in charge of security are cyber stalking you? I don't think so. eBay, the unsafe marketplace. Yeah, so I have to, I don't, I don't trust eBay, so I have to sell it locally. It's a lot safer this way. It's a lot more trustworthy and it's a lot safer this way, you guys. If you're trying to sell something, yeah, you might you might get a lot more for it on eBay, but you'll never get paid for it. So it does, you might get more for it, but you're gonna get zero for it. Savvy? And if you're planning on receiving that money, you might even get yourself, might even get your fucking car repoed. Yeah, it might cost you an extra 375 fucking dollars to get your car out. I was just about to go into a panic. I was like, wait, I don't got service. How are they going to text me? I was like, no, we got service. Just like the old days, feels good to be home, man. It feels good to be home. No, I was trying to take some headshots for LinkedIn. And then I was like, dude, my, my eyes are red. I just took a shower and I look all dumb so put that on hold I'm gonna go sell this phone right now I'm wearing a backpack I don't know if they're already here they might already be freaking here man oh it says GPS 5 15 sounds good I am here Red jacket and glasses. I'm here at the church. You know what to do, red jacket and glasses. Delivered, it works. I have service. I have service. They should be here in about eight minutes, so that's a good secondary segment. From here, 
we'll probably try and find a scooter. And then from there, we'll go to 7-Eleven or the store. Shit, I should probably just ask this person, be like, hey, can you give me a ride to the store too? My car got repoed. Yeah, fucking eBay, yeah. No, I'm not gonna do that. I hate it when people do that. I, I can't stand it when people are like, oh yeah, and uh, you need to give me a ride too. It's like, no, I don't. That wasn't part of the deal. I'm fine, I'm never hooking you up again. So that's cool. That's cool with me. I'm not freaking driving you to 7-Eleven. I'll find it somewhere else. Now, admittedly, I know I can be kind of intimidating um, as far as because I'm maybe a little bit too handsome. No, that's not true either. Anyway, we're just hanging out here at the church now. They should be here in about six minutes. So, what do you guys want to talk about? I'm just, I'm just tying my shoe. I'm just relacing my shoes, pretty much. Uh, they're a little loose, and we kind of got a long ways to walk to the 7-Eleven. Dude, my trading today, though. Let's talk about trading while we're waiting. Talk about trading while you wait. That was so dumb of me to do though, today with my trading. Like I had some some decent money today. I would have been freaking set. I would have been freaking ultra golden. But I effed up and I wasn't thinking. I got a little greedy there. It's, so it's come to my attention that my trading, my mess ups with trading are are pretty much on purpose. There's no other real explanation. I've gone through this before. I've gone through uh, very, I've gone through in length. I've gone through, I've gone in length. Uh, self-sabotage, the concept of self-sabotage, self-fulfilling prophecies. My old man, my pops, when I was begging for money from my pops the other day, I was like, Dad, don't use eBay, man. He's like, well, what happened? Because he has used eBay. We used to sell tons of computers on eBay. My dad and I, we had a pretty good operation going, too. Um, they were Dell. They were like old Dell uh, C840s or something like that. C810s, yeah. 840, 810s. Um, we sold tons of those. My dad would buy those wrecked and then... Franken Frankenstein them together. Alright, I got money. I got money. Hell yeah, we're walking to the store right now to grab some beer. Then we're gonna go walk to the cemetery. And we're gonna get drunk, man. Let's get some money on our Apple Pay. Let's get some money on all let's distribute the money quick. Quick. Nah, that guy was cool. He was buying it for his mom. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect phone for your mom. Your mom's gonna love it. This is an excellent phone for your mom. Dude, I'm stoked on that though. He didn't even know how much it's worth. I was like, that's a good deal, man. That goes for like 500 on eBay. And I was like, well, maybe like 350. It's still a good deal though. I probably could've got 300 out of it. He's cool with it though. It just feels good to have my phone on and to have some money. Once I get my car back, which I should get my car back this Friday, guess how much my car is to get out of the impound? Uh, $1,600. Does anyone know how much eBay stole from me? Questions from the back? 
Does anybody know how much eBay stole from me? How much money? Well, it's $1,575. Hey, that's enough money to get your car back. That's true. That would be just about enough. That's a hundred dollars shy of getting my car back. Except check this out. <clears throat> my car wouldn't have gotten repoed if eBay didn't steal my money. Dude, I'm gonna sell my MacBook next. My 2021 M1 Pro Max or whatever the fuck. It's just the, it's the, it's not the Pro Max, it's the M1 Ultra or whatever it's called. I think it's just M1 Pro actually. Well, whatever it is. Dude, I'm all jazzed up now. I'm freaking amped, dude. I am. Because I'm back. Well, I'm getting back. I'm getting back. I would have been back if I didn't mess up those trades today, damn it. And I just got too creative and held too long. And I bought, I wasn't thinking. I just wasn't thinking. But it's good, though. It's good to run into those mistakes. It's good to have those problems early on so that I can remember when I do get my account back into the full effect back into the full swing of things you know but today was yeah today was a learning experience with trading it's like i got greedy again i wasn't thinking um it was dumb of me but at the same time i apologize for the wind at the same time that i've lately i've just been crossing the street whenever i feel like it whenever i freaking feel like it <clears throat> There's an autism center over here. It says now hiring, and I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about applying. Cause, yeah, I don't remember what I was talking about before. We're just moving on. Uh, I, I get a real satisfaction when I help people. As a licensed optician, whenever I get the chance to see a young child put glasses on their face for the first time dude it's the best because then they, they get to see for the first time and it's like do these glasses work all we know is that they have a prescription from the doctor that's it they, they could see clearly clearly in the doctor's chair but we don't know if the glasses work or not we don't know yet Prescription glasses, matches what the doctor wrote, throw them on the freaking kid. Now I'm buying a fucking 12 pack. I'm buying some Snickers almond and I'm buying a 12 pack and I'm buying some popcorn too. We're going to the cemetery. Publish this episode. I'm gonna listen to the one I just published earlier from last night. And then I'm gonna start writing scripts, babe. I'm going to start writing podcast scripts, you guys. Get a freaking 12 pack, start writing some scripts. But I do realize that it's not very easy to listen to and it's not very fun to listen to unless you're just absolutely bored and you just like to be like the drone of my voice to be entertaining. Or you just get some satisfaction knowing that like somebody else's life is way, way worse off than yours. That's not for long though, I'm catching up. You better watch out. If you think I'm gonna be stuck down in this hole forever, you got another thing coming, man. That's the stairwell we were at last night when it was fucking freezing-ass cold. Dude, it was so cold last night. Um, I was actually trying these breathing exercises. No, I'm not going to be stuck down in this hole forever. Come on. Yeah, it might be entertaining to listen to for now. Until it's like, damn, he's like back. Like, really back. 
he got his car back. Uh, he's overcome all the obstacles eBay has put in his way. eBay, the unsafe marketplace, don't use it. But then I'll probably lose a lot of unique listeners because it's not going to be any fun just to hear me go, Oh, I got so much money. My life is better than it ever was. Remember those episodes? Go back and listen to them. My life is better than it ever was. And at the time, it was true. At the time, it was totally 100% true. The best, the best time of my life I've ever had. I know I can get it back. All I needed was my phone turned back on. I just sold this other phone on freaking $250 price to sell that's what i do it's a good phone too i he, when he told me he's going to his mom i was like oh hell yeah that's fantastic that's great news because she's going to be gentle with this phone um it has great excellent battery life the screen's not cracked at all i gave him i threw in an extra screen protector and i gave i threw in the case for free why not because it makes me feel good it makes me feel good when I help others out. It makes me feel good when I'm like charitable. Remember that jacket? Remember that leather jacket I gave to that homeless person last week? When he was all like, hey, you got a blanket in your car? And the very next day my car gets re freaking repo. I liked that jacket, it was a leather jacket. It was a nice one, it was clean. I liked it. But when he was smiling, like when I gave it to him, I was like, oh yeah, here you go. And he was smiling, he's like, oh, I'll give it back. You can come back here, I'll give it back to you. I was like, no, no, you're good. It's all yours. If you find anything in the pockets, it's yours too. We all had a good laugh. I was like, no, if you find anything in the pockets, I might come back for that. <laughs> Classic courtesy laugh. All right. We're getting closer to the 7-Eleven. I'm gonna buy a 12-pack of beer, I'm gonna buy popcorn, and I'm gonna buy Snickers almond too, while I'm at it. Probably some gummy, uh, probably just regular gummy bears, I'll probably just get regular gummy bears. I might get Star Mix, no, I'll get Star Mix. <clears throat> Two king-size Snickers almond. One 12-pack of either Coors Banquet beer, or just Coors Light. I actually kind of prefer Coors Light. I know. Blasphemy. We got two minutes left here. I didn't catch this light in time, did I? We'll just wait. We'll just, whoa. We'll just take up this two minutes of wait. Where's the shade at? No, it, feel, it really does feel good when you give, and it's not easy to do it first, I think. For some reason, <clears throat> this has been something I've been thinking about a lot lately, too. Now, since I've been in need of help, and nobody's helped me at all, um, everyone's so virtuous, like, all the time. And we're so, like, even Ukraine and Russia, everyone's so, like... I involve, oh, it's too, it's terrible. And like, everyone's acting like it's a big deal. Um, and it is, I mean, yeah, it is. But when there's like people at home, friends that you know at home who need help too, you know? And like everyone starts turning their back. And it, when people start asking for money, 
it, it's weird. Like, it, it, nobody wants to help for some reason. I mean, no one likes to give away money. No one likes to lose money. But it feels so good when you do. When you're generous and when you donate, it just does. It feels really good. And it feels good to be friendly and to wave at people. Be nice. Well, who doesn't like a friendly person? Who doesn't like you say, hey, your hair looks nice. All right, we're going to 7-Eleven. I'm going to turn off. We're going to, yeah, I have to wear, I don't have a mask. So we're just going to like zip up our thing like we did last night. So here we go. Well, I could just keep it rolling in my pocket. Should you want to? Okay. All right, right, right. Here we go. How are we doing? Yes. Yes. When I'm when I'm hungry and I'm in a hurry, nothing satisfies my hunger faster than a Snickers. Snickers almond. Try them chilled. When my Electronics Emporium Memorial Day blowout sale, 
when Bling's Electronics Emporium blowout, Memorial Day blowout sale was in full effect, I'm selling iPhone 11 Pro Maxes to people in pristine condition. I'll throw in a case. I'll throw in a screen protector. Why not? I found a screen protector. Here you go. You want to know what we're using for the cover art? Oh, nothing. This is a 12-pack and a... Heck yeah, dude. Heck freaking yeah. So good. So is this the third? Are we on the third segment here? We're at the corner of 1300 East and 800 South in Salt Lake City, Utah. The first Baptist church is just across the way. We like going to Mount Olivet Cemetery. They have a couple cold ones in peace. I can't wait to get in that star mix too. Can I go? No, there's a lot of good things that happened today, a lot of bad things that happened today. My trading was bad. But as far as the good things, um, I saw some official paperwork today. I mean, it's I didn't. It's not tangible. I didn't hold it in my hand, but I saw it. I saw a screen. I saw it on the screen, on the computer screen. And man, it makes me really happy. It makes me really happy. And so, like, from there, I was like, okay, it's time to let's update our LinkedIn and let's take a freaking headshot and stuff. But it was too late. Like, I had it, it, Bling's Electronics Emporium Memorial Day blowout sale was already go underway I had to I had to sell that iPhone I had no choice I had to sell that iPhone I feel kind of bad because that dude who texted me on yesterday was like what's the lowest you'll go and I was like 300 400 I was like it says 350 and I was like yeah I know 400 the lowest he's like yeah all right whatever thanks guy I should have just sold it to him for we sold it to good home See, at Bling's Electronics Emporium, the Memorial Day weekend sale, it's only during the Memorial Day weekend sale that I do this. But I actually, believe it or not, <clears throat> I'll sometimes not sell anything to you. Hey, I reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. I reserve the right. It's my right as a as a businessman, as a business owner, as a local business owner, it's my right to refuse business. Look, if I don't want to do business with you, I don't have to. That's that's just how it goes. That's my right. <laughs> now, if I don't want to do business with you because based on how you look, that's, well, that's, <clears throat> that's a slippery slope, my friend. But if I refuse business because you're buying this iPhone, you know, for, and you're gonna mail it to somebody, uh, I don't know, somewhere else. Dude, if you're gonna mail it to someone who's undeserving, I'm not gonna sell it to you, okay? That's the bottom line, so get used to it. No, I'm gonna, Bling, what do you like to do in your spare time? What are you always out doing, walking around? What are you doing, man? 
What do you like to do in your spare time, Bling? And it's like, well, uh, I really enjoy going to the cemetery and drinking and getting fucking lit. No, I'm serious. That's what I like doing. I, I like going to, to the cemetery and I like getting fucking lit. The cemetery is only open for two more hours. Visiting hours are only for two more hours, so I can only get so lit, you know? Hey, there's a lot of squirrels here jumping around. Well, it's just, it's peaceful, it's tranquil. Um, and I, I just know that there's no one there to bother. There's, there, nobody knows I'm going to this cemetery besides my fans and listeners at home. And they only know I've been going to the cemetery after the fact. So you guys could come here right now when you're listening to it. I'm not going to be there. You could be listening to this at 8.15 p.m. local time. Mount Olivet. Cemetery's closed at that time. All right, here we go. It's true though, I do have a <clears throat> background in retail. And the truth is, is I could probably I could probably slide into a, an easy retail job. Like probably like right now, you know? <laughs> no problem. I could do we, we want to do the cover art's going to be beer in a backpack. We can do Cash App, the payment that we receive for the iPhone. We can do that later. We'll send it to eBay. <laughs> it's fucking eBay, man. Don't use eBay, please don't use eBay. Oh yeah, I think I, I know what I was like rattling off about over there on our way to the seven, on the way to get beer here. Um, yes, yes, I remember now. Um, I started this podcast during Memorial Day last year, okay? The day after Memorial Day is when I started this pupcast. And why did I do that? Because history repeats itself. And just like back then a year ago, your favorite podcast host, Bling Vieira from the Bling Vieira podcast, he didn't, he didn't have it. I didn't have it together. I didn't have anything. I had no options. Let's start a fucking podcast then. This would be a perfect spot for Anchor right here, but it's not, yeah, it won't. I think we already had the commercial earlier, which again, have you, the Anchor commercial in this podcast, when you heard it, that's some pretty good on the fly audio quality, don't you think? But <laughs> I started it a year ago, not knowing anything really I mean, I know, I have a background in media and stuff, so it's not like I don't know like what I'm doing, but I really didn't know what I was doing. No, there's a big tree out here that blocks the wind. And when I first started this podcast a year ago, during last year's absolutely, totally amazing, memorable, Bling's Electronics Emporium Memorial Day Cell. I mean, it's something we've been doing annually for a long time. A long time. Yeah, I think we are going to go all the way in the back on this one. 
I think so. I made pennies. I was spending hours putting together these episodes and stuff. <laughs> Saturday morning zounds with a Z. Like, hours. And I was making freaking, like, literally pennies. Yes, no. It was pennies. Like 10 cents after like three months. Here's where we are today. Last time we were at ir, ir, something Weymouth. I forget the name. But today we're at, I know the last name, Weymouth. Paul L. Dockendorf. He was born on April 6th, 1851. And he, he died on June 14th, 1917. We almost caught his anniversary for his death, but I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I sold that Mac mini computer on eBay for $1,185 on April 6th. So what's that tell you? Now it's time to dig up these grades. No, I wouldn't do that. <clears throat> I wouldn't do that. Nope. It's time to get into this banquet beer. Or this Coors Light, rather. Right after I'm done telling the story about making pennies for all the work that I did. I haven't forgotten yet. Dude, I can drag it out longer than you think. Trust me. And I don't forget. I just keep it going. I'll bring it back around in the end. Let's leave this backpack off. Let's just put it right here behind. Perfect. Nope. Hey. Nope. Yep. So... <clears throat> I'm making freaking pennies for all the time that I spent and all the BS, man. And I was like, this podcasting gig isn't going to be worth it, is it? So that's when I just gave up. I was like, well, forget the mon forget the commercials, forget all that shit. Let's just start making some shows. <laughs> like, let's forget the commercials, forget the sponsorships, forget all that. Unless it's Snickers or Microtech knives automatic knives or sd dupont lighters if it's one of those three yeah we'll slow down and we'll take some time we'll write some scripts we'll sell you on it best lighter i've ever owned piece of art sd dupont lighter but in the past couple days man since i started putting com uh, commercials on these things oh fuck there you go if you drink paul do you drink Paul Dockendorf? Because if you do, bottoms up, man. If not, <laughs> sorry about that. We're in the third dimension, right? I don't have to worry about time here. Good. Thanks, rats. And honestly, I kind of... My business model kind of was that idea. Where I was like, well, I'll get a fan base in the UK and I'll just start making... I probably said this in last night's episode. I don't know. It's probably all over the place. It's really Twitter-pated. Probably again, yeah. We're texting back and forth, whatever. <clears throat> whatever, who cares? Big deal. She's like, can we hang out tomorrow? I'm pretty sure I haven't gotten a text from her. Oh, wait a minute. No, I didn't. Uh, <clears throat> he was born on April 6th, he was 66 years old. 66. So I'm kind of stoked on the podcast now because now it's starting to generate money in my sleep. 
I woke up this morning. I didn't even publish last night's episode. I didn't even publish a new episode. I made it. I created it. But I didn't publish it. I checked. And I was like, oh shit, that, that episode's ready to go. I just need to publish it. Let me check my money here. Sure enough, there's more money in there. Just overnight. In my sleep. So that's pretty exciting. Like... I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like making podcasts with com- with commercials now. I guess once you get over a certain threshold, you get invited for premium uh, advertisements. Advertisements. Let me take these headphones off. Hang on. You do enough. You get a big enough fan base. <laughs> and... Uh, they invite you to, they'll, they'll tap you and they'll say, hey man, hey bling man, you want to do some freaking premium ads or what? You, you sick of reading those scripts, man? You want to do your own ads? Huh? Yeah? You want to get paid for doing your own ads, humbling? Huh? You want to get paid a little extra? You want to just do the ambassadorships anymore? You want to do the premium? Come on, come with me, bling. Come on. You passed. You won. Bling, you've, bling, you've won. But it's cool, man, to just wake up and see a couple extra, just a little extra. It's like, all right, cool. If I do, if I do this long enough, if I if I'm consistent with these episodes and these uh, third segments that are intellectual, and I, I, I talk about interesting stuff. I talk about how eBay's a scam. I talk about trading a lot. I think we're going to talk about trading up here, aren't we? In this third segment, this, yeah. <clears throat> Let me have another beer, and I'll get into it. Trust me. So, like, it's not like I'm just... 90% of the time, I am not offering anything. It's just me talking, and you get to have the satisfaction of knowing that your life is better, and that somewhere out there, there's a buffoon named Bling who's wandering around Salt Lake City in the cemeteries, uh, (laughs) making sure that you're, like, more proud of your life and happier, more content with the way that things turned out for you. There's like an old liquor bottle back here. Some old cans. This must have been some like hideout before. We're, st- we're all the way in the back of the cemetery right now. I, I go to interesting places too though and I take pictures and I share them with you. There was the picture from the podcast yesterday um, with that uh, like statue, a shr- uh, monument, the monument. That's a good picture and that's an interesting one. I think. Uh, we got a little J.J. Abrams flare on it. You know, that's my fault, but... It's a good... It's a good... It's a good photo, and it you get to hear about some creeped-out person that was here in the cemetery asking for two beers. They're like, hey, you trying to crack open one of those beers? I was like, yeah. You want one? They're like, yeah. I was like, here you go. They're like, no, two of them. I was like, oh, no, I'm not giving you both beers. They're like, okay, never mind. I was like... Okay. They had a Hello Kitty tattoo on their on their cheek. I think or some sort of some sort of weird Hello Kitty anime type looking thing. It looked real. They had really nice skin, man. Um I think it was a woman. I think it was a someone of the female species with a really low voice. But she had pretty eyes and nice skin, man, for real. She got her freaking Hello Kitty tattoo on her cheek. Not small either. It's not little. It was big. 
the, and that's all I could look at. She had pretty eyes, clear skin, nice skin, and a freaking giant Hello Kitty thing, and a deep freaking voice, and kind of a, a kind of a bad vibe to be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't invite her inside, no way. I probably wouldn't do much of anything with her to be honest. Even if I was supposed to, even if I had to, hmm. Because I'm working at the autism center and I had, I, I'd keep a distance. I'd keep a distance. Um, someone like that's probably really nice. And they're probably pretty good at blending in. But after enough time, once they get comfortable enough, you're probably gonna get stabbed at some point and bleed, and bleed out. You're gonna bleed to death. Yeah, someone like that will do that for sure. I say funny things. I lose my headphones. I find them the next day. We go out and be, be mindful. I talk about hard-hitting issues in this podcast. Uh, overall, not this episode. But overall, I talk about a lot of hard-hitting issues, man. For example, just the most recent thought, idea, was what if a tech company, an e-commerce company, wanted to rip off a lot of its users and it figured out a way to sort of sift through all of the data to buy the data from wherever to get it from wherever uh, to clean it up to package it up and to um, like do the research and get the analytics for who is most likely to just accept us stealing money from them which person here makes the least amount of phone calls, sends the least amount of emails, sends the least amount of texts, they have the least amount of contacts on their phone. I'm sure all that data is available. Now, whether or not it's like specific, your contacts are like your dad's home phone number, Jeff's home phone, it probably just has a list of how many contacts you have or something like that. How many entries that you've made as far as like uh, phone numbers go, emails and shit. <clears throat> We all know the squeaky wheel gets the grease in most cases, unless you're demanding your money from eBay, in which case they, they, they say, oh yeah, you didn't want to wait 30 days here, you can wait freaking 90. Yeah, squeak, squeaky wheel does not get the grease on that one. No, squeaky wheel got the grease, god damn. Dude, I got the freaking grease on that one for sure. There's a lot of Masonic imagery and symbolism here. The women, the mothers, this one, Ada Atkins Schooling. She has a pentagram and it says mother on top. I've noticed that a lot with the Masonic symbolism and um, tokens, I guess you could call them. On a lot of the gravestones, the husband and wife, or it'll say husband, or it'll say father, and it'll say mother for a lot of the women. And there's something about that, like, like a mother is a really, uh, there's a lot of mothers out there. So it's not like it's this ultra unique role, but at the same time, it really kind of is this ultra unique role because you have a connection to like a part of you, like a, 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 a biological part of you that you, that you gave birth to, you spent nine months with. And there's a connection there, I think that is, is made during in the womb and just your upbringing of 18 years plus that's something that it's a bond that can't really be broken and yes there's bad mothers out there and there's good moms out there that's 
That's how it is. There's good people and there's bad people. But I would argue the majority of mothers care about their children and they have like a, a bond and a love for them. Just a natural bond and a love for them. I, I know a lot of their kids probably get annoying as hell. I know the kids out in the alley are always screaming and yelling. That would be hard to do as a mother. <clears throat> It'd be hard to um, have the patience for that. And I think uh, mothers really get don't get uh, enough credit sometimes or enough recognition for the amount of patience that they have uh, for their children and the amount of love that they have for their children. Um, there's sort of sort of this selfless. Uh, in a lot of cases, there's there's like a selfless, um, charitable, but just. I don't know. There's, there's a. It, it's, it's just like a, a nurturing, an angelic sort of divine, role calling in life. I think mothers get, and that's why I always like to see. These pentagrams, on. Uh, on these Masonic. Headstones, I forget what. Is it Sisters of the Nile? I forget what the Masonic uh, like guild is for women. I know that they have different rooms and things, different themed rooms for different ceremonies and for different purposes, but I forget. It's been a while since I've delved into Masonic uh, history and meaning, symbolism. But when I was here yesterday and I saw, I was stepping over a couple of gravestones that just said mother on top. And then next to them, there was a Maso uh, something that said father or husband. And there's like the Masonic compass and square. And I'm not, I'm not a Mason. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not a Freemason. Uh, I've kind of looked into it a little bit. I've gone on a tour of the Masonic temple here in Salt Lake City. When I shook the guy's hand, this was probably in like 2012. When I shook the guy's hand, he like looked at my hand to see if I had any rings on. <laughs> at least that's what it seemed like. And he probably did it, he thought he did it subtly, but I could totally tell. I was like, oh, he's looking for something. He's like looking for some sort of like, do I know? Or, you know, like, uh, am I part of the club? Because I had not really uh, introduced myself completely at that point. And it, that, that was kind of interesting to me. Um, we went around in the Masonic Temple here in Salt Lake City. It was me and this girl that I was dating. Uh, she was really cool. She was really cool. She was from California. She went on a mission to France. She went on an LDS mission to France. And she could sp speak French fluently. And she always wore, wore a scarf. And she introduced me to scarves and European way of life. But she was from California, so she was more normal than like a returned sister missionary from who was born and raised in Utah, who who is basically like super weird. <clears throat> no offense if you're listening. Yeah, right. Guaranteed no sister missionary. No sister missionary. From Utah, return missionary or not, they're not listening to the Bling Vera podcast. Unless they've gone full blasphemy. But she kept telling me, she's like, Bling. You, you gotta join. You gotta be a Mason. 
And I was like, babe, chill, okay? Hey, babe, why don't you just chill, huh? Why don't you just chill with the Masonic shit, all right? No, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll look into it some more. And you have to have a sponsor. You have to have a pledge. So you have to know somebody first. And then they have to vouch for you. And then I, I'm not sure if you have to memorize stuff or what. And then there's like the box of marbles or something. But the rooms in this temple were very interesting. And there was like an old like Castlevania-esque elevator. Um, it was all clanky and, and just really... Uh, it wasn't scary. It was just like really old-fashioned and clanky. It, it was interesting. It was fun. But all the different rooms that they had... Um, if I can remember... I know they had a George Washington room. And a lot of phallic symbols and a lot of like red. And I guess this particular Masonic temple was the first Masonic temple to incorporate neon lighting <laughs> into one of their rooms. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think there were, I forget what it was. Crosses, maybe? I'm not sure. But they had neon lights in this, and it was like the first ones in yeah, this side of the Mississippi or something like that. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this Blink Vera podcast in this third segment. It is Monday, May 23rd, 2022, 8.38 p.m. Market time. We're talking about Masonic imagery out here in, this, in, this, in Mount Olivet cemetery in salt lake city we were here yesterday i included a picture from yesterday's episode of just kind of the the majesty that is uh here for the taking just to be admired and we're drinking some beers back here all the way in the back all we're not bothering anybody we're here in front of today's today's gravestone is paul l dockendorf he was born on april 6th 1851 and passed away on June 14th, 1917, 66 years old. Paul does not have any Masonic imagery or symbolism on his gravestone. However, just a few, well, probably like eight feet away, we've got Ada Adkins schooling. And she has a pentagram, an upside down star, inside of a circle. And she lived, she was a mother. It says on top and she lived from 1851 to 1918 so she was what 67 Paul was 66 Ada was 67 now I didn't do that on purpose I, I swear I'm not into like Masonic numbers and, and things like that and double numbers and, and especially not uh, specific numbers so I'm not gonna go into any more on that Especially when you talk about like digital roots and things. Bling, what the hell are you talking Digital roots? What the hell are you talking about? I think, I think some Masonic people would know. But again, I'm not, a, I'm not a Mason. I've never tried to be initiated. I've never really looked into it. I did have my best friend, believe it or not, he said his dad was a Mason. And I, I didn't believe him. And he's like, yeah, my dad's a Mason. He showed me all this time. Like, whatever. And I was like, dang, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. And then he started getting, like, all these tattoos. And one of the tattoos was, like, the compass in the square and, like, the all-seeing eye. It was Dangus. And I'm like, Dangus, like, what the hell? Are you a Mason? Like, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't talk. He would never even acknowledge it. I'm like, tell, like, tell me, are you, did you, 
Like, what's the deal here? Are you a, are you a Freemason or what? Like, what's the deal? And he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell, he wouldn't uh, even touch it. It's, it was weird. And he would goof around about so much stuff, like pantry, I told you a story, we used to deliver those bounce houses together. And he wouldn't even goof around and joke around about it. Um, it wasn't until like 2016, probably, when I was like, Dangus, dude, hook me up, man. Yeah, like I need, I need a reference in order to, to become a Mason. I have to have, I have to be, uh, yeah, you, you, you have to sort of submit my name or I have to, and he just wouldn't do it. He'd never do it. I don't know if he thought I was serious or not, or maybe it's because I was born LDS. He was like, nah, you're not, you're not good enough. There's no Mormons allowed. And who knows? <laughs> who knows? But yeah, I was baptized Mormon for sure. I was eight years old. That was a long time ago, my friend. It was about 50 years ago. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, I've always liked cemeteries. Maybe I will be able to to join the Freemasons someday. Um, yeah, I should look into that. Every time I come here, though, I see so much Masonic imagery and symbolism that I'm like, hey, let's let's join. The last time I was here, in fact, was probably about a year ago. I was skating through. And I wasn't here in this part. I was over on this other section, kind of a little bit farther back over there. And I was skating through. It's the same, same thing. It's like June 6th or something. And, this, and these people were born in like 1966 or passed away in 1966. And there's just all this stuff, right? That was just like speaking to me. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a Mesa. I'm going to be a friend. I'm going to join. I'm going to join. But I'm pretty sure you have to know someone. We'll see. Maybe I'll go to the Masonic Temple or maybe I'll uh, poke around a little bit more about it. And then I'll tell you guys about it or maybe I'll be sworn to secrecy and I can't. That's why I'm talking so openly about it now. That's how you know I'm not. That's how you know I'm not a Mason. Because I'm talking so openly about it and casually and cavalier about it. It's dangerous. Bling is dangerous. That's why, that's probably why Dengus didn't want to nominate me. That's probably why. It's because he knew I was so reckless. This man died exactly 30 years. Well, 30 years, uh, 29 years and 340 something days after his wife died. It's a long time, 30 years. Well, we're about 30 minutes into this third segment. Enough about Freemasonry. <laughs> Enough about that Masonic worship. Enough about the occult. No, I like this spot. Let's talk about trading. You guys want to? Let me finish this beer. Let me finish this beer and start on a third one, and then we'll really talk about trading. Hold on, you guys want to hear me freak out? I'm about to. Hang on. What? What when I open this? I go, ah, what? Ah, what? <laughs> All right, after this one, we'll leave, but... With trading today, I had some indicators that were like blinking. They're like, bling, you have to, you have to. It's like, all right, let's transfer some money, let's do it, let's get in there. And so I did, and it was only a few bucks. It was only a few bucks, and I doubled it. I doubled it, and I was like, hell yeah. 
And then I got back in, I got creative and I messed it up. And I was so pissed and disappointed at every, at just how dumb it was of me to do that. I'm like same day expiry, like all of the, all the rules, greedy, all the rules that I claim to be like totally disciplined and totally, oh, I'll, I'll get back in there. I'm a brand new trader. When I get back in there, I'm going to be disciplined. I'll, I'll show everybody what it's really like. And to be fair, to be fair, my first two trades were like stellar, on point, perfect. And so much so like, let's get in there. We have to transfer some money. This thing, this indicator doesn't ever really look like this very often. Get in there right now. I tweeted it out right then. I said, SPY is about to crack. Saw the indicators go the other way. I'm like, SPY is going up. <laughs> I wrote it up too. So it was perfectly timed. It was perfect. It was great. It was perfect. Didn't get too greedy, nice and disciplined. Nice little bundle of cash there. Well, wouldn't you know it, I decide, oh, it's probably gonna go back down. It's in bear market. <sighs> Two good trades down the drain, Mr. Bling. But that's okay. But that's okay. Today we learned something. You have to strike when the iron is hot, always. That's probably paramount. That's rule number one. You have to strike when the iron is hot. When you have indicators, when you put, like I have, all the screens are up, everything's running. I might not be trading, but I'm still watching the market like a hawk. I'm still watching exactly what it's doing. I got the charts up, I got everything up, everything. So you have to strike when the iron is hot. And you have to be involved. You have to watch the markets. You have to know. You have to know. I don't think we're at the bottom yet, but I don't know if the bottom is in October or November or if it's right now, this week, next week, whatever. Because we're pretty close though. We're pretty close. We're about 200 points away. Now, I didn't think we'd get past 400, 4,000. I didn't. I didn't think we'd break 4,000. I really didn't. I thought 4,500 was where we just all, okay, we're all back on, let's go, we're 4,500, we're all going. But to get to like 385 down there, <clears throat> there's gotta be another double bottom or a, a, a secondary, at least in theory, in theory. And I've made this mistake before. I made it back in 2020, back in March, thinking like, okay, we're gonna get another little mini double bottom, then we can go. March 23rd, that was it. March 23rd, 2020, that was it. 21.91.86. So when I saw 385, I was like, dude, that might be, that might be it. And it might be, it really, it really might be. Um, it's hard to say, but I, I went for it anyway today and I, I lost, I, I struck out. And it's, it's frustrating, I, I, I'd even, go as far as to say it's infuriating again to me to know that I'm to know I could have just got out and been happy with everything how but I had to get back in and I had to be greedy why like why why it, whether it's desperation or whether it's you, you can come up with all of these excuses and all these ex explanations and the full moon the moon phase all of it but I struck when the iron was hot. I came through, I succeeded. There were perfect trades, but I, I chose to mess it up in the end. I, I chose to, I decided to.
And again, why? Why am I choosing to do that? Why does it always seem like I'm choosing to sabotage myself? And I've talked about this before. I don't believe in self-sabotage. I just don't. Maybe there's some kind of weird subconscious, maybe. But I don't believe that I'm trying to undermine myself just to stay stuck in this hole. I refuse to believe that. Because I don't like being in this hole at all. And I'm, I'm trying to get out of this hole. So why? Two perfect trades. Take the money and run. That's the motto. Why would you choose to get back in? Why would you choose to hold? Why would you buy same day expiry? And that's like, I don't know. I don't know. That goes against basically every single rule that I have. And it just doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah, okay, maybe I did do it on purpose. Maybe this is self-sabotage, but I just don't know it or something. I don't know. I don't know. But it was cool today to see um, sort of this like, oh shit, we got to go right now. Transfer that money. Get it over. Like, whatever. We don't have any money to spare, but just do it anyways. And it worked. And we doubled it. And it was awesome. It felt great. Dude, it felt amazing today, this morning when I did that. Amazing. In 30 minutes, I doubled my money. In 30 minutes. I was all cocky and stuff and just like, yeah, no one believes in me. That's what happened. No one believes in me. I'm show them bling here and come back and use my own money. I don't fucking care. I'm doing it anyway. So maybe there's like some ego and pride and stuff mixed in, right? But what's really going on up there, bling? If it's desperation, that's one thing. And I think a lot of it is desperation, right? You're so desperate. It has to work. You need the money. You've got to have it right now. You got to get that car back. Let's go. That kind of shit, man, it'll take you out. It will take you out. The, the trades have to be clear, they have to be concise, they have to be simple, they have to be easy and quick. That's it. When you start getting fancy and you start making excuses, like, oh, last time I did this, and I saw it do this before. You go off on your own, you go rogue, it doesn't work. It never works. Nah, today was cool because I was reminded that greed is your number one enemy, not your friend, it's not something that's good, despite whatever Gordon Gecko might say. Greed is very bad. Hollywood trading, <laughs> Hollywood's image of trading wants you to keep thinking that you're gonna call the next big short, the big drop, and you've been calling it all along, and yeah, and you told everybody, see, I told you so, see, I said this was coming, see? Nobody listened to me and I was there first. No, no, no. You saw how much money they were losing in the beginning, how much money they lost in the end. Is it worth it to take those type of risks? Absolutely not. No way. No way. Not at all. But Hollywood might make you think that that's a good idea. And it convinces you to hold. It convinces you to lose. Gordon Gecko's out there talking about how greed is good. Greed is bad, man. Greed is what gets you caught, dude. When I started to really take off in trading, I mean really take off, I called it anti-greed. It was the anti-greed approach is what I called it. I was anti-greed. The algos know what to do. The human behavior is like human emotions, all that shit. It's hard to control when everything's just fluctuating so quickly and money's on the line and real money, real money. Easy money, fast money. 
You got Gordon Gecko whispering in one ear, telling you how greed is good. You got this scene from the big short when he's comes back at the very end and says like, oh, quadruple one hundred billion dollars. After he lost how much? For how long? Betting on some housing bubble. You can't do that. <laughs> not, 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 not in my opinion, you can't do that. If you want to day trade, if you, if you want to be good at it, you can't, you're not going <laughs> to speculating some drop in the market or some rise in the market or whatever. It, it, it's not like that. It's just not. With options, if you're off by a few days, if you're off by a few hours, that's thousands of dollars potentially that is either lost or gained. When I started the anti-greed approach, it was a set amount. It wasn't a percentage, it was a set amount. On whatever trade it was, that's you get in and you get out quick. That's it. The less time you spend in the market, the less time, the, uh, There, the, there's the uh, what the least amount of opportunities. Uh, you minimize your risk when you're out of the market. There is no risk when you're out of the market. There might be missed opportunities, but there's zero risk. There's the platitude or the common saying like cash is a position too. But cash is a position too, absolutely. Yeah, that's not something to be mocked or minimized. Um, capital equals value. Value is capital. Capital is value. Absolutely, 100%. Capital is value. Not what your trades are, not what trades you're in. Capital is value. I would have more value if I would have just stayed out. When I knew I should have. I knew it. I went against every rule that I have. <laughs> Same day, expiry, all the bullshit. Like, just really all, every rule that I had, maybe it was desperation, maybe it was excitement. Strike when the iron's hot. Two good trades. Hey, I can't lose. Yeah, right. Two good trades, get out. Call it a day. Quit while you're ahead. It's anti-greed. It's the anti-greed approach, and it works. I'm telling you, it does. I know that it does. I know for a fact that it does. I experienced something for a couple months there with, without the help of anybody, with, with no handouts, with no anything. It's my last paycheck. I quit my job, took my last paycheck, and thought I'd go buy some options and spy options in the market. Start trading spy options. That was in October of 2021. That last paycheck, I blew it. October 29th. Friday, I blew it. Same day expiry, same fucking bullshit. But I had another week, <laughs> another week's worth of work. And I got that check a week later. Was it November 6th or something like that? I don't know, November 5th, I don't know. Landed it. But I, I swore that second check that I had, which was half the size, wasn't a full check at all. It gave me one week's worth because I quit. I walked out. Talked about this last night. If you listen to the episode before this, you know what I'm talking about. Come on. So I had like 400 bucks. That's it. 
And I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. I can do it. No more same day expiry bullshit. And any, any profit I get, I'm out. I'm out for the day. I'm done for the day. That's it. Anything. $2, $60, $600. It doesn't matter. $6,000. It doesn't matter. I'm done. I was out there on October 29th kicking that log with my American-made boots. I was kicking that log so so hard, stomping on it. And I said, never again. I'm not going to blow money like that ever again, ever. From November until about Christmas time, I was pretty disciplined. Except I ran into some issues in early December, some personal issues, some big, some big personal issues of no choice of my own, no temptations of my own. It wasn't some sort of drug addiction or substance abuse. It was nothing that I did, nothing that I chose, nothing that I did. But it affected me so much. It, it cut me to the core so deeply. It hurt so bad that it affected my trading. I went into this like tailspin of trying to help people, trying to include everybody. Hey guys, I figured it out. It's stock market, I got all the answers. Come on, come with me, we're going. I got money, who wants it? Here you go, here's some money. Here's some cash. Who wants some more cash? Here you go. I was so messed up in the head after experiencing what I had gone through in early December. I, <laughs> it was Looney Tunes. It was Fruit Loops, Fruit Loopies. It was dumb, I shouldn't have been trading. And I can say that now, but there's no way you'd get me away from, you wouldn't get me away from the desk back then either. So it's something I had to learn on my own. Like to, to get kicked back down October 29th, 21, 2021 style. To where now, even after a day like today, two perfect trades, double your money, still lose. Why? Why bling? Duh, duh, I don't know. It's just, I wasn't thinking clear. I was desperate, whatever, like, When you're working with small amounts and you get lucky, you think you can't lose, you mess it up. Today I learned a bunch. I learned I'm still susceptible no matter how disciplined I can claim to be or whatever, I'm still susceptible to greed, absolutely. Or desperation, a desperate kind of greed. It sucks, Gordon Gecko's wrong, greed is bad, you don't want it. I'd say that to Gordon Gecko's face and I'd argue with him about it too. I'd bring up facts, I'd bring up points, and I'd probably win the argument. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna claw and scratch my way out of this. Whether it's selling <laughs> Bling's Electronics Emporium Memorial Day weekend blow blowout sale, whatever it is. Like, I'm, I'm gonna get back. Sell, sell all my beloved computers, my betrothed computers. Yeah, let's do it. I don't care. I'll get them back. I'll buy two of them next time. It all comes back to eBay though. Really, truly it does. eBay fucked up my rhythm and, and they disrupted everything in my life because I had just a $1,500 teetering. It's bullshit though. And it shouldn't have happened. It should not have happened. My car should not have gotten repoed. 
all this shit that I'm doing, it shouldn't have, but it happened, okay? You know, I was talking to someone just recently downtown. I'll end it, I'll end it on this note, because I'm getting a little worked up here, thinking about punching Gordon Gecko in the face. <laughs> Everyone idolizes and worships, worships him. It's like, no, greed is bad, dude. Greed is bad. Don't listen to this man. It's bad. I'm going to take a picture. This will probably be the cover art instead of the cores and the backpack. But I'm okay with it too. Let's try and get downtown in there, can we? That might be good enough. We'll see if we can get to higher ground. But I was talking to this dude downtown. <clears throat> About Phoenix birds. And he's like, do you know the story of Phoenix? Phoenix rising, do you know? You know the story of a, of a real Phoenix? I was like, you know, to be honest, I don't. I just know, if, I just know it rises from the ashes. He's like, yeah, it does. It does rise from the ashes. I think we got the Utes. I think we got the Utes marching band over here, guys. Of course, they seem to stop. Oh, oh. It's a pretty boring beat, man. <laughs>